Hi, thanks for coming back and listening to another episode of my podcast. Maybe swearing will help. You guys, I got so freaking lucky with having this guest on. Her name is Silvana, and her and I've been friends for years, um, but she just started her own business. It's so exciting. And so that's what we're here to talk about today her new business, why and how she started it fear and imposter syndrome with that initial launch um, and everything in between. It's so awesome. Please check out her Instagram page uh, if you're up for it. Sign up for her email challenge as well. And like I said last time, if you do like this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories. That means a lot to me. Um, And slash or just DM me with some feedback. Um, Thanks again for being here. Love you. Enjoy. So this is our third try at this. Woohoo! Yay, technology. Love it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with an introduction as to how Sylvana and I know each other. Because um, we met when I was like 19. It must have been 2011 or 2012, somewhere around there. And we were both in university. We did not know each other, but we both signed up for this. It's basically like a government-funded... French learning program. So you pick uh, another Canadian university that you want to go to. Um, They place you based on like availability and everything. And so we both got placed at University St. Anne in Nova Scotia. And so here we are learning French. So she is much more advanced than I am. I'm very beginner, but luckily for the first day, we're still allowed to speak English and you and I become friends. And then then it actually starts and then you're not allowed to speak English. So I'm relying on like very little vocabulary, a lot of pointing and charades and gesturing, but I at least have you. You're my one friend that I know I can rely on. And you walk past my dorm one day and I'm like, Oh, I want to go talk to her. Like, what are you doing? What, what's up? Where are you going? What's, what's the 411? And in your little French accent, you tell me that you're going to go prendre and dish. And I didn't know what that was. <laughs> I was like, okay, lady, you go do that then. And then <laughs> I realized it was take a shower. And so nothing weird. You walked by like 20 minutes later with wet hair and a loofah and it all made sense. But I still call showering, pronding a douche like to this day, just because I'm a freak. And I think it's funny and it reminds me of Nova Scotia, but I hear it in your voice, like in your French accent. Prand and douche, and I say it all the time. I'm like, okay, just gonna go quickly. Prand a douche before bed, like, <laughs> and it's pretty weird. But I thought you should know that I do that. Amazing! I love that story, and I love that that has existed in your house for ten years, <laughs> and I never knew that. It's amazing! All because of you. Yep, that was such a great five weeks. We had so much fun at Saint Anne. Yeah that honestly changed my life. Like that was one of the best experiences I've ever had ever. And I think about it all the time still. Yeah, me too. Except for I I can't speak French anymore. How about you? Um, I try. (laughs) It's It sucks when you can't practice, you know, like I don't really have anybody to practice with or any reason to do it. So Mm -hmm. it sucks. But, um, what's cute is that you went with your boyfriend who was your boyfriend at the time. And now you guys are married. We are. Yeah. Um, okay. And you and I have stayed friends on social media and stayed in touch this whole time. And look at us now. We're chatting. 
and love this. I love this. Yeah. So I was following you on Instagram and noticed that you started your own small business at the end of October and I followed along and now we're connecting now because we're going to talk all about this business, how you started it, why you started it, a little bit of imposter syndrome, maybe like Mm -hmm. your goals throughout, but, but yeah, so it's called Be Wellness and tell us all about it. All right. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to join you for this conversation and talk a little bit about be wellness. And like you said, imposter syndrome and all that fun stuff. Yeah. All of the things. So yeah, I started be wellness back in the fall. Um, how it came about, I think I've always had this entrepreneurial spark inside of me. Um, I think secretly I knew that one day I would have my own business or at least I always wanted to have my own business, but I didn't ever know what that would be. I wasn't, didn't have a passion in something or I couldn't see what that business would be in. Um, but I knew that one day it would be something and it was last spring, just as the pandemic was, I guess, in full swing. And I had this feeling inside of me I couldn't really explain it. And now that it's been almost a year, I look back on it as almost this desire to do something more, this desire just to do something almost bigger with my life outside of my day job. It was just almost a lack of fulfillment, even though on paper, I checked a lot of boxes that said your life is successful. You are on the right path. Check, check, check. And I knew I had to have a deep conversation with myself, but I didn't know exactly how to have that or how I was going to get this feeling out in a way that I could really understand it. And it took a few months for me to really get there. Mm -hmm. We can talk a little bit more about that later. But once I got there and this concept and this vision for my business and be wellness came about, I've kind of just ran with it ever since. And um, I hired a business coach almost right away. And that was just my chance to hold myself accountable to something that I knew was near and dear to my heart and that I was going to um, run with for a while. And I wanted to just make sure that I was carrying this vision through and I had someone to almost keep me um, keep me on the path and keep me away from those feelings of self-doubt almost. Because um, as we all know, those feelings are going to pop up for all of us in so many different different areas of our life at at, um, so many different times. And I knew that they were just going to be a distraction and I needed to continue moving forward um, with this business because I knew it was going to be part of my journey. May I just interrupt? Okay. So I applaud that because I think even just deciding is like 99% of the battle of what you're going to do, especially when you're like multi-passionate or multi-curious, like, well, I like fitness. So maybe I could do that. Well, I like specifically yoga. Okay. Well, let's break it down and do meditation. Well, I also like writing books or like whatever. Right. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. hard when you're, well, I like all these different things and like they sure they could all be hobbies, but like I, I know I have that itch and like, I'm trying to like listen to what's calling my heart and then 
you found it and you literally just like jumped in two feet, no going back. And that is so hard to do because you want to get that like buyer's remorse. Like, uh, actually, can I cancel my order? It's within the 48 hours, you know, (laughs) like I feel like a lot of people (laughs) would have that like initial panic, right? But you kept going. So that's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's just recognizing that and and being okay with how it starts isn't necessarily how it has to be for the entire duration. Like this business is hopefully going to be a long, you know, a long journey for me. And just because it's starting one way, it's going to evolve with the way I evolve. And I'm just at the beginning of, you know, my personal development journey and my um, journey in personal discovering my personal power and all of this. So I think as I evolve, this brand and this business will evolve with me. And that's the exciting part. Mm -hmm. It almost has to, right? If things don't change with you and the world and what people want and need, then it's not, it's not going to be successful, right? So you have to be willing to be flexible and bend and learn and grow all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I want to like nitpick and talk about the, like the B part of it. So be kind, be bold, be you all with two E's. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about it. So when this vision came to me that I wanted to start this business around um, personal power and personal development, I've, I'd been a meditation teacher for about a year and a half at that point. Um, so the brand was going to be built around, around that. And I'd been thinking, as, as I was thinking about what the brand was going to be called, what the business was going to be called, I knew it had to be something that was simple enough, but impactful. And I had just read the book um, by Michelle Obama called Becoming. I'm not sure if you've read that one. I have. I'm obsessed with the Obamas. I love them. Yeah, so good. Best book. And it really resonated with me in so many ways. And that term becoming just seemed so powerful. And there was just so much more to the word than I had ever thought before. And just like the concept that we just talked about, that you're always evolving, that there's never an end point. You're just continuing to um, evolve and, and become the person that you're meant to become. And I knew that the word, the business couldn't be called becoming. That just didn't sound punchy enough. So I looked at the word be, and I really liked that concept because it talked about, you know, the here and the now, and we all know the importance of living in the present and we spend too much time worrying about the past and anticipating the future. And that the power is really when you can spend as much time in the present moment as you can. But the word B-E just seemed too blah, too boring. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just like overused. So I remember I was doing the dishes one day, really thinking about what this business could be called. And I added an extra E to B. And I looked up the symbolism of bees, like bumblebees. And it talked about the power of community mm-hmm. talked about personal power it talked about like celebrating um life it talked about that divine goddess feminine energy and it really tied into everything i wanted this business to become 
And I thought it would be the perfect name, just a little bit of a play on words, but just simple name. Um, And I added wellness behind it. And I just liked the way it looked. I liked the way it sounded. And I went with it. And then the tagline of be kind, be bold, be you just followed after, after I kind of came up with that name. And I think starting with be kind, it's another powerful word, kind. It's something that oftentimes we look at um, showing outwardly, like kindness outwardly to others, to the environment, outward facing kindness. But I think as you start a meditation practice and as you spend more time with yourself, you recognize the need for self-compassion and showing yourself kindness. So I think that word kind is just so powerful in so many different ways because as we evolve and as we become the people who we are meant to become in this life, I think we need to remember to bring kindness along um, the journey with us. So that's where kind came from. And then bold I love the word bold. I think it's such a like statement word and I don't think it necessarily is tied to what the concept of what meditation means to some people. Not at all. Yeah. I think like when you think meditation and you're not familiar with the space necessarily, you think like bright and airy and butterflies and rainbows and sure there's some of that, but I think also the big part of meditation for me is really using it to get to know yourself better and to live that like true authentic self. And that is a bold move to go against potentially the expectations that have been put on you by family, by schools, by society, and really live a life and make decisions based upon your truest self. Um, It's, it's a it's a power play for sure, and it takes some boldness. So I, I really love that word because um, I think it really like balanced out the be kind, be bold, and then be you just ties it all together. The whole brand is just allowing people to tap into their truest self, to their highest potential, and live a life for themselves. That's so beautiful, and you say it so uh, like I could just listen to you talk forever because it it really shows when people believe what they're trying to sell and like you have thought about this this is something that is close to your heart yeah it's only six words like your little tagline but shit is there ever so much to unpack and so much behind it and like you have such a good energy about yourself and your voice like you're so I mean okay so you said you're in sales so yeah I guess you can be a little bit like loud and and crazy but I think for this, you know how to, you know, adjust your pitch and your tone and everything. And I think you are so perfect for this. However, let's talk imposter syndrome because I'm sure you doubted yourself. Who the heck am I to, you know, dive into this space? Oh, there's probably a hundred million other meditation teachers or guides. Like, why the heck should I do this as well? You know, like it's been done. Like, how was that for you? Yeah, I love this question. I think imposter syndrome is such a big concept that seems to be coming up so much recently and so many different conversations that I'm having. Definitely something that came up for me at the beginning and is continuing to come up for me now. And I know 
the reality is it's, it's going to be part of our lives forever. And it's just recognizing when it's happening, when the thoughts that are coming up in our mind are rooted in this feeling of, um, self-doubt, not enough, not not enoughness. Yeah. Yeah. Inadequacy, whatever it is, whatever you kind of, whatever term you wrap that up in and recognizing that it's a part of, a part of what, um, a part of stepping outside of your comfort zone really. Mm -hmm. And, recognizing that it's your job just to kind of continue working past it and, and continue um, recognizing that it's going to be there, but it doesn't need to control you and that you can make decisions to move past the um, self-doubt that comes up. So I think at the beginning when I started Be Wellness, like I had only been a meditation teacher for about a year and a half, which is still relatively new. And I'm still at the beginning of my own personal development journey. And it's hard to think, okay, I'm going to build a brand around this and I'm going to teach others what this means. And I'm going to help others uncover this power in their own lives. And even though in my heart, that's what I want to do. There's still so many thoughts that do come up of, of just questioning, am I the person to do this? Can I do this? Are people going to listen to me? Are people going to think I have enough experience? Are people going to question what I'm saying? All of those different things come up. Right. And, and, Another thing we talked about too is like that you only treat yourself this way. Like if, if you and I went for coffee and you were like, so I've been doing this meditation thing for two years and I really want to start my own thing. I would never doubt you. I would never be like, really two years? Like, don't you think it should be 10, sweetie? Like I would never do that to you, but you do it to yourself. Right. Right. And it's like, why, (laughs) why am I bullying myself all the time? For sure. No, no, it's so true. And we do it all, all of the time. And I think it's also, we think people are, spend more time judging us than they actually do. Like people are all in their own heads. Yes. Agreed. And that's the thing, right? So we're all doing it to ourselves and you're, but you're worried that what other people are going to think of you and what other people are going to be saying about you behind your back. But the Mm -hmm. reality is, is people are too busy worrying about themselves. They're not worried about you. So you might as well go out and do whatever you want to do or put out the post, put out the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, not be afraid to make mistakes because that's how you are going to learn. And like people are, more understanding than you ever think they really are. It's yourself that you have to get past. I agree. Expectations of, of, of success and, and, and fear of failure. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, there's a million people doing everything. You know, we live in a world where people are exploring what they want to do in this world. And with social media, it's, there's such an easy point of entry to get your voice out there. And that's great. Um, and I think it also shows that there's space for all of us, um, no matter what you want to do, but it also creates this scary sense of comparison sometimes. Um, I know the social media world, like you end up, you know, you start following people that are in your space that maybe inspire you, but eventually, once you are in the same space as them, you end up comparing yourself and am I doing it as well as them? Am I showing up the same way as them? And am I copying them? Like that, that almost gets scary as well. Like, am what I, is what I'm saying 
my own thoughts? Is it my own teachings? Am I copying people? Like it, it gets very messy. So I think you have to, again, separate yourself from all of that and recognize that you are doing this as you. No one else has the experience that you have and that you're bringing to the space, whatever it is. And that's where your power is. And you just have to continue um, putting one step forward every day and and recognizing that there is room for you and people will listen. There's always room. Like not everyone is for everyone. And what I mean by that is like a few years ago, I did a life coach. It was called soul school with Mm. a woman, Katie Fenn. And she did a lot of meditation as part of that. Will everyone like her? No. Maybe what she offers is perfectly a hundred percent accurate. Great. There's nothing wrong with it, but she's not for everybody, right? So there needs to be the Sylvanas of the world. So people have variety and can go shopping for that somewhere else, you know? And, and yeah, I love the, like the qualifications thing. Cause like at the beginning of, um, January, 2020, I launched a book, I wrote a memoir and there was a lot of that. Like I've never been published before. I don't have any sort of degree in writing or anything like that. Like who do, who do I think I am to write an entire book and try and sell it to people for actual money? Like ludicrous. Right. But yeah, you just have to have that confidence and be like, damn, like most people probably don't have any sort of qualifications. You have a story, you're allowed to write it on paper. And if people want to purchase that, people are always going to buy books. That's their prerogative. Like that's something that's always going to exist. And I'm doing it for myself at the end of the day. Right. I don't need anybody to buy it. I want to write a book because that's a life goal. Like that's an accomplishment that I want to achieve, you know? So that's something I will, can, and should do. End of story. It's really hard to get there. (laughs) It is hard to get there. And it's just that reminder that you have to be your own cheerleader, especially at the beginning of anything that we do. People, people aren't necessarily going to know like where you're going with your vision or why they should listen. And it takes a while to build that, community to build that credibility, whatever it is. And until you get there, you need to continue showing up for yourself and continue being that cheerleader for yourself so that you do show up every day and that you don't stop and you don't allow those um, limiting beliefs or the self-doubt creep in and stop you from following your passions and following your dreams. Yeah. And something that... so. Those limiting beliefs like journaling really helped me personally with this, but I'm sure meditation um, is also like a wonderful avenue for that. But like learning where those came from, because you're probably not even aware why you talk to yourself in such like a doubting way, Um, because these are all passed down from like parents, teachers, friends, whatever. And they're just kind of like in the back of your head and you don't know where they came from. Like you weren't born doubting yourself. This is something that like people have told you or not intentionally probably, but it's just something that you now believe, right? So like I need some sort of bachelor's degree in order to be qualified to write a book. My parents probably taught me that because they were like very like, you need a bachelor of arts or you're going nowhere in life, right? That's very false. But that is what they truly believe to their core. So that is something that's passed on to me. Right. But until you like do that inner work and like listen to that, it's hard to it's hard to conquer it. Right. Yeah, you're so right. 
so much of who we are as adults come from how we were raised and how we were influenced by our parents, our neighbors, our teachers, society, and all of the things that we learned and experienced really, really impact us as adults. And it does take that inner work, like you said, to really uncover where those beliefs are coming from and to dig deep into the root causes of the triggers that come up for us in our life. And I mean, we can do a whole podcast episode on just that, but there's so many different ways that we can do that work. I think journaling is a great um, tool, like you mentioned, to just clear your thoughts, get different things out, and you'll start uncovering patterns as you write and you shouldn't stop yourself from writing. Set that timer for 15 minutes and just allow yourself to write whatever comes up without um, judging or limiting yourself in any way and knowing that it's just for you and you can rip it up and throw it in the garbage afterwards or you can go back and read it in a year from now if you think that's going to be helpful. But just getting whatever is in your mind out onto paper is so healing. And um, it is just, and and meditation is just another tool to do the same thing of stilling your body, stilling your mind to really dive deep into who you are and what makes you, you, and peel back certain layers that have been building up um, throughout your life and telling you the way that you should be or the way that you shouldn't be and it's uncomfortable at times and you're going to have feelings very pain that come up but when you can work through that and work past it that's where the power of um these type of exercises really and practices really come out of Mm -hmm. and with imposter syndrome we have to talk about fear as well because they're like peanut butter and jelly. And I wanted to share something from Marie Forleo that she talks about with fear. So she breaks it down and like, you can look at fear as F E A R fuck everything and run, which is like pretty much your gut reaction to do. Right. Or it can be face everything and rise. And like, that's maybe a little bit cheesy for some people, but like, I try and remember that because I think your initial like with putting out my very first podcast episode, right? It's like, holy crap, like, am I really going to do this? This is absolutely terrifying, putting yourself out there, right? All the things like fuck everything and run sounds pretty good right about now. I'm just going to bail, pretend this never happened, right? But I faced everything and hey, now I've got a few episodes under my belt. Like it's going in the right direction, you know? Um, And you're never going to wake up one day and be like, huh, I'm suddenly not afraid. Everything is amazing. I'm so courageous and I'm finally ready to do it. Today was the day. I waited just long enough. Like that does not happen. You have to do it scared. You have to do it afraid. And when you're not ready and just. Yeah. So first I love everything that you just said. And I actually read this quote last week that I think sums that up nicely that says ready is not a feeling. It's a decision. Bang. Yeah, if you let that sink in for a second, it really is so powerful um, because you're right. You're not, you're never going to wake up in the morning feeling ready. (laughs) Like fear is always going to be there. And that's where all this, the root of imposter syndrome is fear. 
fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, of that not enoughness, um, worthiness, like you're talking about, betrayal, all of those things are just rooted in, in fear. And it's, bringing that awareness to the fear and and choosing to move forward anyway um that's where that's where um it, it's really powerful so yes i i did decide to hire a business coach a business coach right at the beginning and even that was a decision that i had to like face the fear mm-hmm. i had been thinking about this concept of this business for 3 weeks three weeks. And I was like, I think I need a business coach. And then I started, I stumbled upon this woman on Instagram and I knew immediately as soon as I list, she actually has a podcast as well. As soon as I listened to her podcast and read um, a bit of her bio, I knew that she was the right person for me. But before I made that phone call to reach out, I thought, wait, who am I to be hiring a business coach? This, this business has existed in my mind for 14 days. Yeah. For 14 days. Am I ready? Like, is she going to think I'm crazy? Like uh, she, is she going to think that I'm not, you know, this isn't serious, Yeah. whatever it is. And now that I've been doing this for you know, almost six months, it was the best decision I could have made was bringing her on at the time that I did, because she really allowed me to, um, get my vision out. Um, she held me accountable to what I wanted to do and pushed, pushed me outside of my comfort zone. Um, when I was trying to play it safe Mm -hmm. and if I would have listened to the like the doubt that was inside of me not to go ahead and engage with a business coach I don't know where I would be but I probably wouldn't have put my first offer out last month that's for sure so yeah so you put something out and tell us all about that yeah so I put my first offering out last month which I'm so excited about and it's called Be Still, and it's around the five basics to really get started on your meditation journey. And it's an email challenge, let's say. So anyone that signs up gets five emails over five days going over the five basics to really start a meditation journey. So day one is all about the body, getting comfortable for your practice. So we've all heard the myths of you have to sit on the floor cross-legged for an hour straight. And my whole concept for this business is really to make meditation accessible for all of us to incorporate it into our life, incorporate it into our daily routines. And if sitting on the floor cross-legged doesn't work for your body, then lay down on your bed, sit on the couch, do what you have to do to feel comfortable. Because if you're not comfortable in your body, you're definitely not going to be able to still your mind and really pay attention to what's going inside, going on inside. Day two was all about the breath. Obviously, when we think of meditation, we think of our breathing just talks about using the breath as an anchor in our meditation practice, um, a chance to continue to come back to the present moment by returning to our breath, um, a simple tool, but something that we have to continue practicing over and over and over again. Day three talks about the mind and the thoughts 
um, debunking the myth that meditation is meant to clear your mind. It's never going to happen. But if we can bring awareness to the thoughts that do arise and ensure that we're not judging the thoughts that come up um, and instead just noticing them Mm -hmm. and then coming back to our breath is so important. And that's really where the practice lies is that ability to notice the breath or sorry, notice the thoughts and come back to the breath and do that again and again and again. And that's where um, you'll really notice the benefits from um, your meditation practice. Day four, we talked about the importance of staying consistent. So showing up for yourself day after day. And even some days, if it's setting your timer for three minutes and breathing, and that's all you can get in for the day, that's perfect. And other days where you have more time, sit for 10 minutes. And maybe that 10 minutes will eventually become 20 minutes or 30 minutes. But the importance is continuing to show up as often as you can um, for short amounts of time to connect with your breath, to still your thoughts, to still your body instead of, you know, putting an hour aside once a month. That's not where right. not where the benefits are going to come from. And then the last day is all about meditation being a lifelong journey. So it's something that you incorporate into your life and it, it evolves with you. And that's the theme that we've talked about throughout this whole chat is um, just allowing the practice to evolve with you and come along on the journey with who you are becoming. And just like healthy eating and, and working out is a part of who we are and it changes Um, as we go through different seasons of our life, it's the same for meditation. And, you know, you might fall off for days or weeks or months and that's okay. And it's normal. And it's recognizing that you need to meet yourself where you are and choose to start again. This is so incredible for beginners and first timers or anyone who's just even curious. Um, And when I think about the first two days specifically, like, okay, let's talk about like sitting, laying down, whatever's comfortable. Like, yeah, we do that a lot. It's been a pandemic. We all work from home. Okay, we get it. But like, you're always petting the dog or looking at your phone or watching Netflix in the background or something, right? And so I think it's very rare that you actually just like just sit, you know, or just lay down. Um, And to breathing, like, I think for most of the day, it's just not something that even crosses our minds. It just comes so naturally. Nobody thinks about it. And our breath is very, very shallow for most of the time. Um, and I actually have something, so I have a little bit of anxiety and when it creeps up, um, I have something called trichotillomania that kind of reacts. So I pull out my eyebrows and my eyelashes. And when that's getting a little bit out of control, every, every therapist or like anybody has ever told me, okay, you need to stop and reset. So you need to stop everything you're doing, like actually stop, breathe in, for four slow counts, hold it at the top for four slow counts, out four slow counts, and hold it again at the bottom for four slow counts. And if I do that three or four times, I feel like a new person. Like I have to focus and I have to actually be intentional about it. I can't just, you know, like, oh, I'm taking deep breaths. Like you have to really breathe in through the nose. You know what I'm saying? But like, it really resets you. And how often do people do that if you don't have, if you haven't been told to do that, or it's not something you think about, you know? Yeah, it's so powerful. And just like the exercise you just talked about, it takes 30 seconds to a minute, but it can literally change your day. Yes. 
Yeah. And it's that reset that you need. And it's funny, we have all said to someone at some part, a part of our life, someone that's crying, someone that's panicking, that's stressed, just stop and take a breath. And it's just programmed in us to say that to others, but we don't necessarily say it to ourselves when we catch ourselves in a state where you're, you're stressed or you're panicked or you're upset or whatever it is. And the power of just taking that intentional pause, taking that deep breath, doing it a couple times, and then moving forward is just, um, is so powerful. Yeah. Like, why when- not? Why not get used to doing that before the anxiety attack or like before I've already pulled out like 19 eyelashes, you know, like that's something that we should just, that should be almost like a preventative measure, right? Yeah. And I think the power of meditation really comes when you can bring what you learn on your cushion out into the real world with you. Mm -hmm. So we spend so much time focusing on our breath for those 10, 15, 20 minutes that we're practicing But when we can recognize the need to turn to our breath in times during our day, um, in times of stress, any any time, um, that's when you really start to notice the benefits of practicing. Mm -hmm. And this is still accessible. So I'm going to link your Instagram page. It's on your bio, right? Yeah. So if you visit my Instagram page, at bewellness.ca. Um, I do have the registration link to Be Still, five basics to start your meditation journey in there. And you can register and you'll receive uh, five days of emails. That's awesome. And you know what I want to end with is what are your like future goals? I know maybe like pandemic and stuff like that is there's a lot of unknowns, but I'm just wondering like so far, like wh- what's the next vision that you have or like where do you want to kind of take this so I'm really in the stage I'm building a community right now I want to build um a community around this be wellness space I would love one day to have a physical location where we can actually meet and have retreats and classes and workshops and really build on all of the themes that I'm creating in uh, with this brand. So that's my long-term goal for Be Wellness. But until then, I'm going to continue putting out guided meditations for everyone to enjoy. And I have a few new offerings that I'm working on. So stay tuned for that as well. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah. If we can ever travel again, I feel like you and I, because we like stayed on dorm rooms together we've already traveled together in a way so if you ever want to go to like bali for some sort of costa rica or something like that for some sort of like yoga meditation healthy wellness week i'm super down i'm in (laughs) bali is my my dream destination i've been there once and i can't wait to get back again so let's do it okay well we'll go well you are lovely i'm so proud of you Thank you for coming on and chatting with me three times in order to get this dang recording. I appreciate you. Anything else you want to say? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to share part of my story today. And I love your podcast. I'll keep listening and I can't wait to catch up again soon. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'll text you later. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.